Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Selling a little? Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, uh, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast we have got coming your way. I mean, it is the first one of the week, so who knows how good it's going to be compared to the other four that are on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a good one. And we begin on Darren Bent's boot room. Of course, it's not a boot room. It's just a studio. That's just the name of the show. With, of course, Bentley, Alex Crook and Darren Ambrose. Looking back at another home defeat. Brilliant. Can't wait for this for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. As Manchester United beat one by Arsenal in the Premier League. I'll just play the clip. Well, disappointing, of course. Never felt like we got going first half, which was the main thing. That's when they more or less laid the foundation of of their win. I thought second half, we only had one little bit of defending to do, and unfortunately, we gave a soft penalty away. So Aubameyang now takes the run up right for it, smashes it in, and that is the goal that ends the drought for Aubameyang and puts Arsenal into the lead. Overall, they have dominated. You need to build your team around your opposition. It, it was pretty clear from minute one it wasn't working. But, I mean, you said to me, will he make changes at half-time? I said, no, he'll wait until they go 1-0 down, which inevitably happened. On comes uh, Donny van der Beek. On comes Edinson Cavani. But too little, too late. I just don't understand in this type of game what a, a midfield containing Fred and McTominay does for the home side. Pogba has been awful yet again concedes a penalty and doesn't seem to care that he's given a penalty away. We've conceded 10 goals at home this season, scored two. We've been battered against Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Brighton. We've got Everton this coming up this week. I just don't see where Ollie's going. I just don't think he's got any kind of tactics to break down a team who's well coached. We don't look at the table now. Of course, we've got to have to get points on the board. And uh, last season, we didn't really uh, start well enough either. And uh, unfortunately, we're... Uh, we're chasing our third win. Last year we got it in the 10th match. We're hoping to get it on Saturday in our 7th. By the end of the season, we're going to be saying that Bruno loses the ball too much. He's not doing enough. He needs to do this because that's what happens. You start seeing that players just start losing their weight at Old Trafford with the managers that we've had. And I just feel like we can't be blaming all the players all the time. Arsenal have a penalty and it's Pogba who has given it away for just a little nick on Bayern who went down. It's at the scoreboard end of the ground. I'm half and half with Pochettino. He didn't have the greatest of squads at Tottenham and he, what he is, he's a good coach. He can coach players 
and he can improve them. 100%. And that's what I think he could do with this team. With the young team that Man United have got, he could coach them and improve them and, and they would come back in a few years and they would be fantastic. They would be forced to reckon with. I, I still don't think he's going to be a miracle worker. He's not going to come in and they're going to challenge this year or, or maybe even next year, but he could put his mark on the team. He could improve each individual player. He would get rid of the dead wood, I feel. Now Southampton moved into the Champions League places after beating Aston Villa 4-3 at Villa Park. The Saints boss, Ralph Hasenhudl, if you say it quickly, you pass. Hasenhudl, it's fine. If you say it slowly, you've got a chance of mucking it up. Ralph Hasenhudl. Oh no, pretty much perfect both ways. Anyway, old Ralphie spoke to TalkSport's Adam Bridge after the game, but did have some worrying news about Danny Ings after the England striker suffered a knee injury. to go from Danny Ings and Southampton are running riot at Villa Park Danny Ings this time off his left foot onto his right bends it into the top corner I must say today I've seen also a lot of other players uh, working hard and hopefully everybody's fit uh, Ingsy I don't know uh, hopefully it's not too bad didn't look good to be honest and it's picked out and in again from James Ward-Prowse well would you believe it it's a birthday double for Ward-Prowse and it's almost an action replay of the second of the day what a wizard he is at those free kicks can you talk to me about your captain so not only two wonderful goals today a wonderful delivery for the set piece but he ended up at left back as well this is Prowse you know you can take him everywhere and he, he knows immediately what he has to do and he's a really leader for, for our team uh, because of his workload, because of his way he's, he's fighting for the team every game which is amazing to watch Now on game day, old lucky Liverpool managed to beat West Ham 2-1 thanks to another late goal, this time from Diogo Jota at Anfield, you'll hear from a very happy Jurgen Klopp smiling away like he always does shortly but first, a big statement from Gabi Agbonlahor on game day, your verdict. That's the name of the programme. On the Portuguese forward. That's not, that's him on the... You'll understand, just listen. In towards Diego Jota, and this time there's no mistake about it. A class pass from Jordan Shakiri has prized open the most stubborn of defences, and Diego Jota was there to latch onto the end of it. When... Liverpool actually signed him. I thought they got him on the cheap because when he was at Wolves, he was outstanding to watch. He gets goals, assists, he can run with the ball, he can make things happen. And I think sooner or later, he's going to be a starter in that Liverpool team. I mean, Firmino was poor again today, so you wouldn't surprise if you start seeing Jota maybe playing through the middle. Diego Jota inside the penalty area, and it's an explosive finish, left-footed, beyond Jordan Pickford at the near post. You look at the way today he comes on and he wants to run at people, he's making runs in behind, it's not always coming to feet. You know, it was it was the, the one that won that game today for Liverpool, and I just feel that, say you see a great team, when they've got players like that, they can come off the bench, they're missing Van Dijk, they're missing um, these players, but they're still grinding out results, which is always good for the team. One of the first things I said probably to the boys years ago, I said, I'm not interested to be the best team in the world, I want to beat the best team in the world. That's exactly, because you can do that all the time, I'm not sure you can be the best team all the time, but you can constantly be a challenger when you face them. And that's actually our attitude, we are not bothered what people say about us, we want to be, for each team in the world, completely uncomfortable to play. Now on Friday it was announced that the England World Cup winner Nobby Styles had sadly passed away aged 78. Styles, who had prostate cancer and advanced dementia, played a crucial role in the Three Lions World Cup success in 1966. So Alex Ferguson, Paddy Creran, John Motson and his former England World Cup winning teammate George Cohen 
all paid tribute to the former Manchester United player. You couldn't mistake Nobby Styles. He had a laugh that was unmistakable. He was one of the most self-effacing and generous and pleasant people that I ever had the pleasure of coming across in football. There's Niall onto it now. Can he get a shot in? He gets a shot in. Fight, scrape, scratch, battle for anything to win a match. Off the pitch, he was as gentle as anything. He was probably the most competitive uh, midfield um, player I've ever seen. If uh, you were tackled by Nobby Styles, you went home with him because um, he left his mark on a, on a lot of people. I remember asking Salal Framsey once about his 1966 World Cup team. He says he had five World Class players and Nobby was one of them. Everybody sometime in life, whether it be a cup final or whether it be a tournament or whether it be in life generally over a period of time, want to have around them a Nobby Styles. Cost the good for you. Now, the former Man City and Liverpool goalkeeper David James stepped in for Andy Cole this week on the Sunday session. He gave his thoughts on Jordan Pickford being dropped by Carlo Ancelotti after Everton lost 2-1 to Newcastle. So it sort of didn't make any difference. I've been in Jordan's position, dare I say, where things haven't been going too well. A long, long, long time ago. Um, I wasn't rested and you, you get, get through it. But Everton with Jordan, I think he's been under a lot of pressure. Rightly, uh, some of it, yeah. I mean, in, in the position of goalkeepers, obviously there's going to be mistakes made, and in the current climate, everybody's looking at it. So um, I think a game against Newcastle, although we're watching it on the screens now, is not as one-sided as I thought it would be. But if you're going to rest someone, the Newcastle game was probably the right game to rest them. And I've got to say also, bearing in mind that Jordan Pickford got left out of this game, I thought Robin Olsen was a bit slow to actually come off his line to see if he could do anything about that one. But the goal made by Ryan Fraser, finished by Callum Wilson, three points are going to be staying on Tyneside. Newcastle 2, Everton 0. Olsen is going to play again, another game, but not against United. It's not a problem. If you know my career, I, I, I like to rotate the player like the, 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 the goalkeepers, like the others. So... The fact that we have two goalkeepers is a good sign for us. Having watched Jordan for, for a few years now is that he's very emotional. Yeah, that's, pent up. that's great when you're on top of game. Yeah. But when uh, when things are going against you, that emotion can destroy you. Calm yourself down is, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Ancelotti is a very wise manager, very good manager. And I think this is more of a rest than it is a drop. Now, Spurs played Brighton in the Premier League on Sunday evening at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We can hear now from both managers speaking after the game. Blown the whistle and Spurs have won. Gareth Bale once again is a Tottenham match winner as Spurs go second in the Premier League. It's finished Tottenham 2, Brighton and Hove Albion 1. I don't think Tottenham um, you know, did that much in the game against us, but um, you know, maybe we didn't either and uh, maybe a draw was about right. But in the end, those little things go against you and, and that's what we have to try to work hard to turn around. And the prodigal son who returned in the summer is now back up and running. To be fair, he couldn't miss. It was a lovely cross in from Regulon on the uh, left-hand side. Bale unmarked, eight yards out with a header. I know it's been amazing. The the team have received me very well. I feel very comfortable, settled straight away. I know a lot of the staff and the players anyway, so um, yeah, it's been a very easy transition in terms of in the club. Um, 
so yeah, I'm very happy to be here, very happy to be back playing football and, and yeah, it's such a great club and yeah, I love playing here. Marino is standing uh, down in front of me and he's looking absolutely across the pitch at the referee who is now reviewing whether or not it's a foul on Hoiberg. I don't think the Brighton player gets any of the ball. He has given the goal. Incredible. Turret Labji has equalised. One thing is the VAR, another thing is the referee that has the chance to use the VAR. Because in football, everybody makes mistakes. The players, they make mistakes. The coaches, they make mistakes. And the referees, they make mistakes. But from all of us, there is only one that has the chance to repair the mistake, which is the referee. Back now to game day where Man City beat Sheffield United by a goal to nil at Bramall Lane. The match winner was Carl Walker, scoring against his old club. And after the game, he spoke with TalkSport's Jason Bourne. No, not the one from the Bourne identity. That would just be stupid, wouldn't it? It's Carl Walker who strikes it, and Carl Walker scores! Scores against his boyhood club. Scores in his hometown. Carl Walker's first goal since... November last season, one that will give him particular pleasure and pride. Kyle, was it a bittersweet day to score against, obviously, your hometown club, but a cracking strike nonetheless? Yeah, it's always, you know, tough. I've done it twice now and come here and scored, so it's always going to be, you know, a tough um, feeling. But, you know, I'm just happy to get three points on the board for Manchester City. Yeah, how was the performance today from your point of view in terms of the whole team? Obviously, a 1-0 win today... Should you have maybe a bit more urgency to try and get a second in that second half, or did you feel in control? No, we, I felt quite in control coming back from Marseille, travelling, not training much, and then it's an early kickoff at 12.30. Uh, there's not much preparation going into the games, you know, it's just a lot of meetings and it's mental rather than physical. So I felt that we understood the gaffer's plans, understood the gaffer's instructions, and, you know, delivered them on the field because uh, I felt that we was in control of the game. And what about goals like that? I know it's against Sheffield United, but almost, almost great to score goals of that nature against sides like this. So. Yeah, yeah, it's always good. It's always good to get on the score sheet. I don't score many. I probably should get a few more. I seem to like it here, so I'm not complaining. Now, a bit of egg chasing, as England won the six nations after beating Italy and Ireland failed to win in Paris against the French. The victorious head coach, Eddie Jones, spoke to TalkSport's Russell Hargreaves, or Rusty, as no one calls him. I'm really proud of their efforts. Uh, I really like the way the team conducted themselves during this tournament particularly. I prepared the team poorly for the French game, which was widely documented, and then their approach to... The rest of the tournament has been outstanding. Uh, got on with the job, not look for any sort of excuse, regardless of what's happened, and, and played good, tough, hard rugby, which you have to do to win a Six Nations. Like Six Nations is probably one of the toughest competitions in the world to win because it's such a competitive physical contest and you've got to, you've got to be at your best every game. Eddie, you look at the Six Nations Championship, three teams that could have won it on the final day. The improvement as well that we've seen from Scotland with their three straight wins toward the end. Um, just tell me a bit about the tournament and about hopefully the health of Northern Hemisphere rugby moving forward. Every year it's a tough competitive competition. Um, you know, you've had Ireland and Wales consistently in the top five in the world. Uh, we've been there or thereabouts and now France is, is bouncing back from being a a bottom 10 side to a top five side. So what does that give you? Pretty strong competition. You've got four very good teams. You've got Scotland on the improve. And Italy under, under Franco Smith is going to 
definitely get better. They've got some good young players coming through. They've start, discovered a good young 10 in Gabrisi, which will g- give them something to play around with. Uh, they've got some athleticism out wide. And that Paledri looks like he's coming on in, in leaps and bounds all the time. So they've got, they got something to work on there, which maybe they haven't had in in the last five or six years. So the Six Nations is only going to get better and better and stronger and stronger. Time now to check in with Danny Kelly on Andy Goldstein's Trans Europe Express. They still haven't changed the name of that, but what am I to do? Andy Brassel alongside, looking back at the weekend's action on the continent. Oh, that's a nice word. Tuskets has pointed out this week that Barcelona are still in a hellish financial mess for anything, anyone who who had um, not really taken note of that. Really, I think his aim there is to get the players to accept the pay cut that the club has been trying to get them to accept for quite a long time, uh, to, to make up some of the slack that has, uh, is, is, is built up. Well, is this the moment? Because here goes Messi. He gets his shot away. And there is the moment. He could have got himself out of some of this trouble back in the summer when, of course, they had the opportunity to um, get rid of you know, the, the best player at the club and one of the best players in the world, if not the best player, um, and, and sort of in terms of earnings in, in the world. You would have lost Lionel Messi, but you would have at least saved yourself the astronomical wages that he obviously demands. They you can... can't rebuild with him on the on the roster, can you? No, um, but if you lose him, then you feel like you've lost Barcelona. Before I go, let me tell you about some live football you can hear tonight or this evening or this afternoon. Half five, I don't know where that comes in. Is it the evening? Good evening, half five. Mm, don't know. Anyway, half five, you can hear live and exclusive commentary on TalkSport 2 of Fulham against West Brom, presented by Dan Windle. Commentary for me and Danta and Ali McQuist. That's it for another podcasty thing. Told you it was a good one. I'll be back, of course, from 10pm tonight on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. We'll be taking calls on Leeds against Leicester, that game in the Premier League. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in the dugout a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.